Hey, it's Beth here, episode 480. Okay, I found out so much about Rita Coolidge, who I adored when I was younger. I had, She wrote a book about her life, and oh my God, it's like the tragedies and the betrayals are absolutely the worst. She was raised in Kentucky, nice dad, everything was great. She's Cherokee Scottish, that's why she's so gorgeous. And she could sing before she could even walk. Okay, so she's in... She's in Memphis. She meets Delaney and Bonnie, this group that were also friends with Leon Russell. Leon Russell said, come to Los Angeles. They started dating. He wrote two songs for her, Delta Lady and A Song for You. Her voice was so great that she did backup for every song that you can think of during that period. She was working constantly because she has a voice like, like Velvet. So through that group of musicians, of course, it went wrong with Leon Russell. He wanted her to do a threesome, what a jerk, with some guy named Carl. Ugh. So she dropped him, but she met this guy named Gordon, the most in-demand session drummer in the world at the moment. Charismatic, six foot four, curly blonde hair, blue eyes. She was on top of the top of the world. Two began dating. They toured with Delaney and Bonnie and friends, which I didn't really care for them which had what Coolidge considered a dream team of musicians. Clapton would soon abandon his own band, Blind Faith, to make the Delaney Bonnie band, including Coolidge and Gordon. Okay, Coolidge and the band, they worked together. Okay, so this is what happened. I can't believe it. This was one of the worst things that happened to her, but there's a lot. This is the worst to me. Okay, so Jim Gordon's her boyfriend now, that blonde guy, right? Eric Clapton's drummer. Okay, so Jim Gordon composed a gorgeous progression on the piano and played it for Rita. Rita composed a second part to that progression and it was a counter melody, melody to the tension of the original chords that built to the dramatic crescendo that became Layla because Eric Clapton stole it. They played it for Eric. They left a tape there, and a year later, she heard her music on Layla, and she got no credit for it. But the guy did, Jim Gordon. But she's the one who wrote those beautiful melodies, and she got no credit. I had a little Eric Clapton. I thought I was the only one that got screwed over by him. I had a screenplay pursuing Eric. He read it. He was taking it to Hollywood, goes to Hollywood, shows he's also there for, you know, his music, talks to the music guys at, um, and I don't even know where he was at the time, Columbia, and they say, what else are you here for? He says, I'm going to bring this screenplay over Pursuing Eric. I want to make a movie. It's going to be a tie-in for some album. And they looked at him and they said, you can't do that. He said, why not? Because you're an icon. So... My producer gets a letter from Eric Clapton that reads, Sorry, I can't do this. I'm going to let caution rule the day. Only time Eric Clapton ever let caution rule the day was for me. But he stole, he stole Rita's music for Layla, one of the most amazing songs that ever was. And he gets money from it every week in royalties. That is wrong. And she says she doesn't want, you know, vindication, but she wouldn't mind a couple of checks. 
So that was bad. And then that guy, that terrible guy who said to Eric, hey, yeah, why don't you just put my name on it? She was at a party with him and they go outside. She thinks he's going to ask her to marry him. And he punches her in the eye and she flies across the room while she's still on tour. She has to come out with a black eye. It took a month and a half for that eye to get better. Okay, so she got hit. So that was bad. Okay, all of this. I mean, I thought people were happy. She became friends with Tina Turner, who was with Ike at the time. Bad news. So all this is going on. And, you know, she admits there was a lot of cocaine, but she wasn't taking tons of it. Then she gets together with Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Okay, she wants to date Graham Nash. So he says, yeah, call me. So she calls and Stephen Stills answers the phone. And he says, yeah, I know it's you, Rita. Um, Graham told me to tell you that he doesn't want to date you at all, but I'll come over and pick you up. We'll, we'll get a drink and I'll, we'll talk about it. That was a lie. Stephen Stills lied to her. Graham Nash was waiting for her to call. So she starts dating Stephen Stills and Stephen tells Graham that she blew you off when she got a look at me. What a jerk. She says that was the worst mistake of her life. She should have married Graham Nash and he wanted to marry her. So that's uh, pretty ugly. Then she gets with Chris Christopherson. Now this is crazy. Okay, they met on a plane. They both boarded a plane from LA to Memphis. Okay, so within 24 hours of meeting, they were engaged to get married. And they got, she said she felt an immediate connection with him. She thought he was gorgeous. And she said that he kind of um, love bombed her. And before she knew it, they got married and he was a complete alcoholic and they were on tour together. Everybody thought it was the cutest couple in the world. There's picture, pictures of them everywhere. I put one up on the site so you could see how cute they were. Meanwhile, he was cheating on her constantly. I mean, I feel so sorry for Rita. Ah, oh, cheating on her all the time. And then one time he came home drunk and she was help, helping him up the stairs and he turned around and he punched her in the eye. It's unbelievable. Then right after that, her sister's married to this guy and he, there's a murder-suicide and her sister's dead. And that crazy guy, that that initial blonde guy that took the money from the song and didn't give Rita any credit for it. That crazy man, I'm going to remember his name, Jim Gordon. He became schizophrenic and stabbed his mother thousands of times. And he's still in jail for murder for the rest of his life. Who are these people? I thought hippies were fun. I thought it was peace, love, and everything else. And she said, absolutely not. There was none. None, none, none. So finally, hold on. Alexa, play. I want to play the song. Okay. This is, this is how great she was. Listen to this voice. She had it all. Is that great? She wrote this song for all these jerky guys. There was not one ever that was any good to her. I mean, not one. She never had a good boyfriend. Ever, ever, ever. Every single one was a joke, except for Graham Nash, and she never got her hands on him. But then, 
the best part is she just got together with her high school boyfriend who is very famous because he lived in the woods with bears for so many years. Well done. Alexa, volume down. I think I need to repeat that. He lived in the woods with bears for eight years. He's famous for doing it. Okay, so he comes out of the woods. Rita calls him up, says, hi, how you doing? Remember me? I was your high school prom date. He says, yes. They get together. This guy who could live with bears is the best boyfriend she ever had. I mean, I guess as long as there's enough food on the table, everything's fine. But she's never been happier. She's never been with a more peaceful man. He probably does great bear hugs. He's probably nice. And now finally, she has a guy that this song means something with. And she wrote this book and she just tells it all. But she's really sweet about everything. Like she is really good friends with, oh yeah. When she, oh, and she began dating Nash. Okay, so when she did that, Stephen Stills scrolled Love Rita on a bathroom mirror and tried to kill himself. This is Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. And David Crosby said, you're the Yoko Ono of Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. And she was not. Stephen Stills was the Yoko Ono of that group. And... Devil Woman was written. David Crosby wrote it for Rita Coolidge. And she's just trying to set the record straight. Maybe she was beautiful, but she didn't do anything wrong. I mean, I'm really the book. She's done nothing wrong. Absolutely nothing wrong. And now she's living with this guy, and she still looks great. Who loves bears. Alexa, off. So, the moral to the story is... Just live along, just live long enough to tell your story. But the Eric Clapton thing, I mean, she deserves some royalties from that. Because that beautiful, beautiful part of the song where the music just swells, that's the part she did. Let me see if I can find it. Alexa, play Layla. Let's see if she will. Here's Layla, 40th anniversary Let's version, see. 2010 remastered by Derek and the Dominoes. Okay, yeah, this is the good one, this is the good one. This is what she came up with. That was her. This whole part. This is her. She did this. Who cares about anything else? This is the song. I mean, and nobody gave her credit. He still doesn't give her credit. I think that's why she wrote the book. I would. I would have written it 20 years ago. Alexa Otter. Acknowledgement and some dough. So, hey Rita, I'm on your team. Absolutely. You got screwed many times over for a lot of things that you didn't even do wrong. So, I just wanted to set the record straight, especially the part about Layla. I will never, if he doesn't come across and and validate her and get if he I he cannot have not known because that demo had both of their names on it. Now that guy probably said, oh, she had nothing to do with it, but he should have checked because she did have something to do with it. She wrote other beautiful things. She was a songwriter. So, you know, come on, Eric, come on, be that man, be that guy. Anyway, that's what I've got. And she is, she's better than I even thought she was.
So that's it. No sanity, no nothing till Rita Coolidge gets what she wants. Okay, I'll be back.